Hey everyone, welcome back to the Double Click Podcast. This week we talk about bitterness. All right, hey everybody, welcome back. Justin, how are you? I'm good. It's uh it's been a it's been a week, but it's been but everything's good. Well, good. So, hey, uh, how are you? I'm good. But just to let everybody know, listening, as we're recording this, um, there is currently construction going on right outside our window. Yep. A very good form of construction. It's actually our uh, wheelchair ramp team that is building a uh, ramp to somebody's house, and they're doing pre-construction outside the window. So, if you hear saws or clicks or anything, it's the sound of ministry. It's the sound of ministry happening right now. So we'll roll with that. We'll keep going. But today we're talking about bitterness. Mm. And really, it's going to be all about my hatred of dark chocolate. Um, oh. I just feel like it's it's a toxic thing. It tastes horrible in your mouth. Says uh, the guy who drinks black coffee. This, but I can I be honest? It is weird to me that like you either like black coffee or dark chocolate. I've never met mm. anybody like that likes like both. Really? Hmm. Like, like, like my dark wife. Chocolate. Do you like black coffee? No. Point proven. Move on. I'm just... It's, it's <laughs> Podcast crazy over. Podcast over. But... We are talking about this concept of bitterness because I think it's something that, like, we all struggle with. Yeah. Like, at some point in life, I think we encounter something that we we hang on to. Yeah. Or something that, an opportunity that showed up or didn't show up or what we thought was going to happen and it didn't or past hurt. Like, that's a real life, almost everyday thing, I think. Yeah. So, a question right out of the gate. Again, trying to trying to process this like we do a lot of weeks uh, on the fly. Um. So you, you think of anger, and I think the Bible tells us there's a there's a time to be angry. Um, you know, be angry and do not sin. There, you know, we see instances of Jesus having holy, righteous anger. Uh, and so you can have anger and it can be good. My question is, is bitterness ever like is bitterness like anger into where you can have good anger and bad anger? You can have good bitterness and bad bitterness, or do you is it just always Bad bitterness. I feel like bitterness is always a negative. Yeah. Like, I don't know if there's ever ever an instance that I can think of in my mind, like within my life or within the life of anybody. Like, I've, I've walked through things before mm-hmm. where bitterness um, isn't negative. Yeah. Um, and I think even with, even with anger, like when you talk about a holy anger, I would even go the majority of the time when it plays out in our lives, because anger is, I heard anger defined very clearly, it's, what happens when you don't get your way? Mm. And you can break down any angry situation to you desired something, it doesn't happen, and now you're upset about sure. it. Like on whatever level. And when it's a holy anger is when your desire was what God desired. And what it is is I think it borderlines a heartbreak mm-hmm. type of anger. Mm-hmm. Like it's frustration, it's a miss, like somebody you love, you cared about, their relationship with God's not not going well, whatever. And you have that moment where it's almost a um, loving frustration that sets in, mm-hmm. yeah. um, or enough. Or I'll, I'll put it this way: like you and me kind of talked about this this the other week when we were working through some stuff. Like your areas where you get angry reveal your passions. Yeah. Like when yeah. you do any time of like like strength coaching or everything, mm-hmm. that's one of the questions you'll get to ask: is like, what makes you angry? Okay, now find the passion behind that, mm-hmm. and so it can be a a holy passion mm-hmm. that's there. But also, it is very direct and restrictive because one of the places it talks is about tell you know scripture tells us to get angry. Yeah, 
is to control our own sin. Yeah. Like it's a battle cry yeah. type deal. Well, I think it's we've talked about this with guilt versus conviction and guilt being something that stifles us and conviction being something that leads us to action. And I think in your example, the anger can can be spurred on into action to go, you know yeah. what, this this is this is getting at me. This this could be a passion point. This could be something that the Lord's doing in my life. It's gonna spur you on to action. I agree with you that I I think nine times or ten times out of ten, bitterness is just sin because it's one of those things like guilt that we sit in and, yeah. and we we stew in and we just it, it makes things worse. You know, there's no yeah. there's really no health out of it. And anger, you know, I was trying to think in my, my head the difference. Anger happens in the moment, in the present, bitterness is you're hanging on to something that's typically already happened. Yeah, b- bitterness is hanging on to the anger. Yeah. And, like, I mean, there's been seasons of my life where, like, something happens, somebody said something, whatever. And, I mean, there was there's one period of my life, and this was, like, five years ago. Like, I held on to three checkbox things from one incident that just created, like, toxic bitterness. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was relationally disrupting bitterness. And here was what was crazy about the whole thing. It was relationally disrupting bitterness. And then I finally, two, three years later, sat down with the individual who we're very close friends now. Um, and we hashed it out. Mm-hmm. And the deal was, is what happened is both of us really walked away from a, a, a brief season mm-hmm. angry with each other. And then we just stopped working on it. And so we just sat separate and drowning in our thoughts, harboring bitterness towards each other. And then within a few weeks, being able to get it all out there on the table, we were able to talk through it. And now, like one boom, one of my closest friends. Yeah. So, why why do you think we hang on to that? Like, why do you think we sit and stew in the bitterness? Because again, if bitterness is something, anger or frustration of something that's already happened, it's already happened. the 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 chapter's already changed. The door's already closed. The real, like what has happened is already happened. So why still why not be in the moment, in the present? Why hang on to something that you you can't change? Well, I'll you know speak, what I mean? Like, why I'll, why do we do that? I'll answer that from my own self analysis. All right, and we'll see if see if something clicks with anybody who's listening, or, or something clicks with you, and dig a little deeper. Uh, the first thing that for me is my my I lose I lose perspective on what I actually deserve. Mm-hmm. Like, I lose perspective that I deserve to spend eternity separated from God as a sinner, and every breath and everything that happens to me is a gift. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden, I feel like I am entitled to something. Mm. So I'm too good to be treated that way. That mm. that that phrase that you said to me, whatever that was, like, I don't need to hear that. Like, like I get into this slightly egotistical bent to where it's unfair and that's always a word that, like, in my brain, anytime I feel myself, like, like going to that it's unfair place, mm-hmm. like, that's a red light, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Because the deal is, is, like, we always, as humans, every single day can pause and go, it's not fair. Yeah. And On there, a multitude of things. On a multitude <laughs> yeah. of things. And the deal is, is, like, that's where, for me, the crack in the surface shows up that reveals a bigger problem. Mm-hmm. It's like when my, my mind starts getting to the I'm owed something state, mm. it becomes very unsatisfied, and it allows... When there's been a transgression, when there's been something that that would make anybody else angry, when there's been something that would make anybody else feel feel like um, life took a turn that's unfair, mm-hmm. and then the other thing is, is I take that unfair mentality and I don't recognize who I'm really mad at. This is going to get abrasive. Uh, 
Because who I'm really mad at when I'm holding on to bitterness is not necessarily the other people. Right. right. Because as a believer, right. Okay, let's get deep into this here. All right, let's, we're, we're wow. Mm, okay. As a believer, I know the one who's in control. Yeah. And so at some point, I have to recognize no matter how. And it's not us. Yeah, well, right. No matter how sinful or yeah. wrong other people were, yeah. the big issue I've got to deal with is why did God allow it to happen? Yeah. And so eventually, like most of the time, when I go through mm. seasons of bitterness, I have to get all the way back around to the point. My first step is like, okay, God, I'm I'm upset that you allowed this to happen. Mm. And that's a scary place to be, right? Because you're standing before God, the yeah. creator, the one who's in control, the one who has blessed you with life. And there's this point where like, it's that relational aspect where like, you're revealing your broken, sinful emotion mm-hmm. to a perfect God who has already dealt with it. Yeah, but He loves you and He wants to walk through that with you. Yeah. And so that's that's one of the big ones. The other thing is, I think after you sit in it for so long, like after you just roast in anger for so long, it becomes a little bit of an addiction. Mm. Yeah, it does. I think I think you get to a point where like you stop realizing you need to work through the anger. And and the thing is, is like, I can look back on conversations I had, moods. Um, there were friendships that I wrecked because every time we got together, I needed to bash. Yeah. Not bash, but I needed to just ooze the conversation ever so politely into that thing that happened way back yeah. then. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, self-pity. You want to... In some sick, twisted, fleshly way, it feels nice to sit in it. You know, it feels nice. Yeah. It feels nice to be angry or bitter towards someone or something. And and again, that that just kind of maybe maybe the answer to my question is just that we're born sinners, right? We, yep. It's just it's just our sin nature within us. Uh, but again, we have a a greater common denominator for as believers in Christ that that we should be able to to work past that bitterness that. If something has happened in the past, we need to be able to let it go. And man, you know, the story of my life um, is that I I grew up in situations or, or been in situations where it's just a requirement to let go. Like if you if you don't learn to let go, you're done. You're done. You're done. Yeah. You are flat as a pancake. You know what I mean? Like you are you you're crushed by the weight of all the other things that you could be angry and bitter about. And uh the unhealthy side of that is you can also learn to not deal with those and sweep them under the rug, and then you're just tripping over a lumpy rug. You know what I mean? Yeah, like oh, because yeah. because it's all there. Then it just comes out in really weird places. Yeah, but like that's that's kind of been the the flip side for me is that I've had to get myself to a place of going. No matter how much my flesh wants to be bitter and angry about something, I just can't. I don't have the mental and emotional capacity to continue to hang on to something forever. Well, I mean, I've been in seasons where I have exhausted myself with anger and bitterness. Yes. Yep. Like where I've legitimately like, you know, and I, and I use this analogy all the time. Like one of the, one. this is another like self warning sign. If I'm telling somebody off in the car while I'm driving by myself. Yeah. And I, man, I, I'm, I talk to myself. Okay. Like let's, let's. And he, like we have really good like rebuttals and arguments. You know oh, yeah. I mean? It's just you. It's like, man, that was solid. Oh man, I could win a rap battle. <laughs> like, like going up against yeah. somebody the way I argue yeah. in my car. Right. Yeah. But the deal is, it's like that normally to me is a, I gotta, I gotta stop and I gotta go talk to God about this one because yeah. it's, I, it's starting to take root Yeah. or it's already taking root. And 
and I think like going back to the we enjoy the hit of it. Mm-hmm. Like when we're the one who has been offended, um, and this can trip into so many other conversations, but as long as we hold the power as the one who's been offended, we don't have to even acknowledge any of our own stuff. Mm, that's right. Right. You can, you can just focus on as what's long been done as, to as you. long as it unfairly occurred to you. Yeah. And I mean like, and that's where like, man, there was, there was a season where it was like, nobody is defending me in this. Like nobody's with me. I'm yeah. being thrown under the bus. Da 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 da. And that happens to all of us. And it happens again and again. Yeah. And so part of like, like as we recognize all those warning signs, I think as we get deeper into this conversation, we talk about like how do you prevent bitterness? Like how do you yeah. form patterns in your life to minimize it? Like it's always going to be a battle. Like yeah. there's going to be situations unavoidably that you you get there no matter how it is. But how can you minimize the opportunity for bit- bitterness to take hold? And then number two. The application of what do you do if you've been struggling with that and anger has become bitterness? I think that application both ways is the same thing. Yeah. Like your action steps are the same. And it's really that like, and this is something we've tried to practice um, last couple of years in the office. Like we've really tried to not let us leave conversations with each other. Yeah. Um, and go and, and allow questionable thoughts to sit in. So it can be as small as like, uh, because Matt never does this. Matt makes a joke, mm-hmm. and then somebody walks away and goes, "Wait, did he really mean that?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that little bitty thing. You don't want to create that question mark that allows anything else to happen there. And so, like, we try to give each other full permission to walk in and go, "Hey, uh, you said this. Is, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Is what this you mean? Is yeah. this what you meant? Yeah. You know, or like." You know, I think there's there's probably between you and me, like you and me are asking each other a question of like, hey, did you did you do that this week? Yeah. And because it highlighted that we forgot or we didn't, it puts us into the spiral of like, wait, are they questioning that I do my job? Right. Da, 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 you right. know, type thing. Right. And this is on the small end of what yeah. we're talking about. Because when you start to f- pull in like family dynamics and mm-hmm. close friendships and all this stuff, like it just gets so much heavier. Yeah. And, and I want to say this too, as you were mentioning all the other dynamics, uh, Bitterness is a poison. So you you have to understand if you if you think of the analogy of having a cup of water and a vial of of poison and you put a drop from that vial of poison into the water, all of the water is now poisoned. It's not just the the top section or the bottom section or a certain section of that water. That that whole thing of the whole cup of water is now poisoned. And so you cannot as much as you may think you can or try to to go, "Hey, I have X relationship." I'm just going to harbor a bunch of bitterness there. When you go home to your spouse or your children, mm-hmm. that bitterness has poisoned you to where mm-hmm. that's going to spill out, yep. whether you see it or whether you think you can control it or not. At least that's been my situation. There, there's no, there's no putting up a wall and going. The poison's just here, or the bitterness is just here. It starts to infiltrate every area of my life. Absolutely, and and I think for me that helps me want to change it because I don't want to hurt other people that have nothing to do with why I'm bitter. And you also asked the question of, you know, how can we practically change that? I think part of that is understanding, like you said, bitterness and understanding that really starts with us personally. So it's not about, well, how can I practically get rid of this bitterness? Well, let me go to this person and tell them what they've done wrong to make me bitter. No, yeah, it's, this isn't a telling off. Right. It's, it's a heart issue within ourselves and we have to start there and again that's what makes us angry is because now it's revealed something within us that we have to deal with 
but that's the only way, at least, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but that's the only way in my life I've been able to deal with the bitterness is to go, let me check myself yeah, and ask God absolutely. to do a work in me. And I think that's and I think that's just it. Like if we're putting down like steps on how to either don't allow anger to get there. Like once you realize like there's a tension, there's a question mark. Or if you're years into it, like so where what are the steps? Like how do you deal with it? Like your number one, I think, is remember your position with God. Hmm. Like it is a literal humbling of like you've got to get the I don't deserve and all this stuff out of there and remember all the grace in life God has given mm-hmm. you, and that's hard because I mean there's there's earthly justifiable innocent incidences that happen to all of us mm-hmm. that is we receive are sinned against by other people, but us still having to have the humility of like. And this this hard phrase, okay. And I know there's lots of circumstances out there, but nobody has sinned against you more than you've sinned against God, right? And you've got to start there, and you really have to start there with that thought before you go handle the situation with yeah. the other person. Because I do think also there's a reality that it's always personal. Yeah, absolutely. Like bitterness is always personal. Yeah. There's always another person. Yeah, or persons. Yeah, and yeah. whether it's someone close to you that you're bitter about or something that's happened to you. Uh, and again, you, you you mentioned the phrase of, you know, I don't deserve this. Um, flip it and think about the things that you actually do deserve, and the thing that we all deserve is eternal separation from from God, right? Because yeah. of our sinful nature, yep. but because of Christ and His sacrifice on the cross, we can have a relationship with God. So, if you start thinking that you're too lofty, <laughs> remember really how destitute we are without Christ and yep. without a relationship with God. And I think that that will humble a person me included very quickly. Yeah. And and really I was going I was like trying to think through different steps. And once again, this is this is we're not geniuses. Like this is me and Justin processing our own lives. Yeah. Um and things that help us grow and stay focused. And so really if you can remember your position, there's only one more step. And that is to seek restoration. Hmm. Because I think here's the key and I want to say it that way. I want to say it is seek restoration, not get the other person back. Yeah. Because, I mean, th- I could word that as like, hey, then go have the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. But in reality, like, that's dangerous. Because the deal is, is when we have a lot of emotion, when we've been telling people off for four years in our head, and then you sit down across the table from them and you're going to have that conversation, your goal is to seek restoration, mm-hmm. not to get yours in, mm-hmm. in feeling like you've said everything that needs to be said. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And that's a tough balance. Like, I'm in in those conversations, it is a tough balance because there are times where, like, you need to articulate something and to help you process, to get it out there, to help know, like, this is where the hurt occurred. But we're really bad as humans is turning that into a lash. Yeah. You know, shots fired type, you know, like, yeah. like, like I'm just going to, like, knock a piece off of you. And, and you can't go there. Like yeah. what you're trying to do is seek restoration. Well, and what I love about seeking restoration is it's it's an action. It's a it's a humbling. You cannot seek or achieve restoration without both parties eventually kind of humbling and going we got to work through this. You know what I mean? Yep. Like it, it's it's not a um hey, we're restored. No, it's it's a working through and there's there's an action going back to that Guilt and conviction. One, one you just sit in, and one spurs you to action. I think that's a great action step to go seek out restoration. Don't just try to get over the bitterness. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm not angry at that person anymore. Don't, maybe, but 
but the next step would be complete it by restoring that relationship. Yeah, so now I want to get into like uh we're gonna jump into it. I know we're 20 minutes, so this might go five more minutes, but I mean this is this is real life. There is a reality that you seek or restoration and the door's closed. Mm-hmm. And I've experienced that. Like I've experienced like holding on to bitterness for a few years and then finally getting to the point to seek restoration and the other person won't. Sure. And the door's closed. And so for me, and this is, I'm going to say this, and then we're going to audibly process this. There's been a couple instances where I've gone, hey, you know, this happened. Can we talk about it? Like, I just want to talk about it. And they're like, no, I'm not talking about it. Don't want to talk about it. Don't, don't, te- don't call me. Don't text me again. Mm. And in that instance, my reply is like, okay, my door's always open. At this point, I'm not going to contact you again. Da-da-da. And it's very difficult. And some of this is is personality, and you know if you're if you're um, less practically minded, more people and emotion minded, which is a gift. It really is because most of the time, if you're people and emotion minded, you're you're not dealing with bitterness as much as you're dealing with the did I offend somebody. Mm-hmm. And so the deal is, is there's those instances where it's a dust off your feet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you have to like prayerfully make peace of like, hey, I'm going to continue to pray that God opens this door. But action step wise, aside from releasing and forgiving, we didn't even get into the forgiveness side of this. Maybe that's part two, right? Because right. I mean, really, that's right. how do you forgive? Yeah. Oh, man, that was, that's going to be. Well, I don't, I, I don't want to have that. Part. No, Let's yeah. stay here. Okay. We'll have a special guest. I, and I was, I was going to ask the question too could you, can you really have. Can you really have restoration if both parties, like if one party's saying yes to restoration and one saying no, is that, can you, can you label that restoration or is it just we're at a place of health, but it's not restored? Or, or would you say, hey, restoration doesn't always look like both people shaking hands, but there's still restoration. And again, that, that could, that could be something that we just. That's a big question. I'll, I'll answer that simply. I do not think restoration has the has the the implication that things are as they were better restored, mm-hmm. right? To be honest, anytime there's conflict and you seek restoration <clears throat> and you get restoration, you actually have better than before restoration. Mm-hmm. Like my all of my deepest relationships and you can think about this in the married context, mm-hmm. like with your spouse. I have had to work through yeah deep hurt. Yeah. And which you, has strengthened beyond and right, created more right. trust in the relationship because you've been through been through it together. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. If you work through something, yep. you're stronger. Yeah. And so like I, I said this jokingly to um to somebody and then realized like I don't need to need to vocalize this, but like it's almost like where I have once I hit a point beyond casual friendship, mm-hmm. that's normally a marker in it. Mm. It's because all yeah, I mean, you know, like married relationships. Until you've had that really nice <laughs> big disagreement, who did mm-hmm. I marry? This mm-hmm. is going nuts, mm-hmm. and realize you're going to work through it. Like all of a sudden, there's this comfort that comes with it. That mm-hmm. no matter how ugly the argument gets, nope, we made a commitment, and we're sticking with it. Yeah, you know. Um, and so I think that's that's we're rabbit trailing into like four yeah. other topics, yeah. which is fine. But I do want to encourage you, kind of as we close. It. Justin, do you have anything else? No, other than just just it's a kind of piggybacking off what you just said, whether it's commitment in relationships, whether it's seeking to end bitterness and work towards restoration, it's all a choice. It's all an action. You can't think about it. You can't hope for it. You have to get your your hands dirty 
and your feet moving and and take action. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, just summing up, this one ran a little long. It's okay. I know if you have a 20-minute drive, you're missing this part already because you're at work or home. But uh, we thank you for listening. We just want to encourage you, like, take some time today. If you've been wrestling with bitterness or if you just need to prepare for the next opportunity that, that's mm-hmm. going to come up in your life, um, just remember, like, remember your position and seek restoration. Yep. So we thank you for listening. If you got questions, you can email, email matt at richfork.com or justin at richfork.com. We, once again, glad you were with us, and we will see you next week.